Hello and welcome to the From Montana to Portugal podcast. This is the very first episode. I am super excited to make this episode. So please stay tuned because we're going to talk about some really fun topics, including why move to Portugal in the first place or why move abroad right now in 2022. Um, what's happening on the ground with our move, what the steps are, where what's shaken, where we're at in the process. And notes from one of the travel classics that I've been reading recently, which is Video Night in Kathmandu by Pico Ayer. So I'm really excited to share some takeaways from that book. It's been truly a profound book to be reading during this time. So I can't wait to share that with you. So um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Janelle Holden, and I have a Substack newsletter here that the podcast is part of. I am planning to podcast once a week, and I'd like to move that to Fridays. This Friday, we were showing our house, and so things got a little bit crazy, but uh, that's why I moved it to Monday. But in future, Fridays are going to be the day. So tune in for a week recap of what's been happening on Fridays. And there is a great podcast that I listen to as well about Portugal that is much more in-depth I'm learning from. Why you might listen to mine is because you're going to be following on along on our particular journey as we move from Montana to Portugal. So let me explain a little bit and I'll share a bit more in depth about the story of how we got to this point. Because I think for a lot of people that we know when they ask, where are you going to move? Well, right now we're actually telling them we don't quite know yet because we haven't gotten our visas. Um, but we do know, we know that we want to move to Portugal. We know we're taking steps to make that happen. And there's a few reasons why. And I outlined these in uh, one of the first newsletters that I wrote for Substack, which is Oh, so many. Um, let me just back up and say that I've lived in Montana for most of my life. Um, I have lived in Washington, D.C. I've lived in California. I've lived in Colorado. But for most of my life, I have lived in a couple of different locations in Montana. Northern Montana near Glacier National Park in a very small town. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch near here. And so I uh, I live in my hometown now. I have for the past six years. But in the past, we have also lived in southwestern Montana in a little town called Livingston, which is now a much bigger town and much sought after town. Everything, a lot of things changed in the pandemic and a lot of things changed in Montana's real estate market during the pandemic. A lot of people wanted to move to big sky country and have more space, which is wonderful. Uh, we welcome you all. Montana is plenty big enough for anyone who would like to come here. There are certain places that are becoming a lot more popular and it's harder to find housing there, which is why we are glad that we're actually in a small town because it's much more affordable than actually a lot of places in Montana. You might think that Montana being a state that is somewhat Midwest-ish, uh, but you know, part of the Mountain West, might be um, a bit immune from what has been happening in other places, but not so. We have had quite a rush of uh, influx of newcomers to the state, which is wonderful. 
and that's not why we're moving. So that's good news. Um, I love seeing new people come to the state. I don't, I'm not one of those people who feels like, and I'm going to get to this in a little while because I think it's really important. I'm not one of those people who feels like I got there and need to shut the door after me to make sure that the place that I got to remains the place that I thought it was going to be. And this, you know, magical place that won't be ruined or spoiled by other people because that's just not reality. Change is happening around us every single day. There's that old saying, whether it's true or not, I, I like it, which is that your the cells of your body ref, all refresh and renew every seven years. And things change on the planet. The world is becoming smaller. There are more people than there ever have been. And yes, that means we lose some things and we gain some things. And I'm really excited for what's ahead for us and what's ahead for Montana because there's a lot of change afoot in the state and it's exciting to see and, and also sad in some ways. Not um, When you see growth and development happen, it can be sad as well as exciting. So the little town that we were in was originally supposed to be laid out for 3,000 people and I don't think we've ever gotten over 600 to maybe 1,000. So we could use some more growth and it's actually been exciting to see people building in town and putting up new houses and seeing new growth. That's exciting. Um, so I'll just get back to why, why leave Montana, why move abroad and why now? Those are the three questions. So uh, again, Montana's been my home for most of my life. I do love it. Beautiful blue skies, lakes, forests, trees, prairies, wildlife, uh, for the most part, really good people. And I'd say that's the case for around the world. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great state. However, if I'm going to list the reasons why, uh, I, and actually I'm going to try to frame this more in the question that my expat coach gave to me, which is what are you moving for? So I'm going to tell you what we're moving for. We're moving for better weather year round. And one of the reasons why that is really important to me is I've noticed that in a climate where we have winter sometimes seven months out of the year, I mean, we have all four seasons, but snow on the ground and true winter conditions seven months out of the year can get really tiring. And by the end of those seven months, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and so for me, it's really important to find a place where the climate is more um, conducive to the kind of outdoor activities that we like to do. We love to hike. My husband and I are moving together. He and I love the outdoors and nature, and we've skied most of our life in the winter. This last year, we had so much wind, we didn't have any snow, and uh, it was difficult to get the most out of the winter because of the wind. And I think that was part of why I felt so exhausted by the end of the winter season. So number one reason that we're moving for is for a better climate. And in the United States, if you move to a warmer climate, and some of you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but if you move to a warmer climate, let's say California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, there can be some tax benefits in a few of those states. And 
there is most likely going to be a much higher cost of living than we currently have right now. Uh, And that's because we live in a small town in rural America. And most people who leave California and they're selling a million dollar home can take a big chunk of cash and put it into a new house. And that's just not our situation. So the other reason that we're moving it to someplace abroad that is more affordable is for affordable housing. Affordable long-term housing that uh, suits our needs. We're not looking for something fancy. We're looking for your basic 1,000 to 1,500 square feet. Um, maybe a little bit larger than that this time around because we have so many people who want to come visit us when we actually get to Portugal that I'm a little worried that we you know, we're going to need to have some space for visitors. And I'm excited about that. So, but we, most of our lives have lived in about a thousand square feet and that's a small amount of space. We've always made it work. I work from home. My husband is a musician. He's also been a, a, he's a retired teacher. So we've had space issues, but we've always made it work. And, uh, I think, moving somewhere in Europe with so much culture and history and things to do and see around every corner. I'm really excited about that. And I I don't need a, I don't need to move to a mansion. I just want to be able to enjoy my husband's retirement and enjoy uh, a greater sense of financial freedom in a place like Portugal, which has its cost of living is estimated to be 25 to 50% less than in the US. And that's exciting. I mean, we're not moving, like I said, from a place with a really high cost of living. So some things will go down for us and other things will stay about the same, um, in, including you know rentals that we've seen in Portugal might average around $1,000, 1,000 euros, which euro and the dollar is about par right now per month. And I'm okay with that because of the fact that we're getting so much more. We're getting so much more to experience and so many new things and lifestyle and culture. So we're moving for cost of living. Um, We are moving for our personal growth. And that's number three and probably the most important. And what I mean by that is what I've noticed over the years is when you're, when I'm not challenged, and when I don't have something new to for my mind to learn or grasp or adjust to, my mind tends to atrophy and things feel like they speed up. My routines get faster. The days feel the same. And I start to feel a little bored, actually. So what I like about moving is that it challenges my mind and it challenges my body and It's going to be really interesting living in a culture where I don't know the language. We've already started talking about that and how we're going to learn. We're very excited about learning Portuguese. Um, I'm really excited to learn kind of immersion style once we get there, most of it, and to hire somebody to help me learn more. Um, So to have a tutor, that will be really exciting. Um, So that's, that's kind of what we're moving for. We're moving for... Um, better weather, we're moving for a lower cost of living, and we're moving for personal growth, which includes culture and learning and new opportunities. And if I was going to say another word about what we're moving away from, there's this sentiment, I guess over half of Americans believe that this is so. I'm an optimist, 
So it's difficult to even say this out loud, but there's a sentiment that the United States is in a very um, precarious position right now. Politically, culturally, we're uh, very divided. And what's disappointing about living in today's time is that there's not a lot of crossover between in the divisions. So we're not having good conversations to figure out where the middle ground is. And um, I will say that the things that give me hope are here in my little town. The people who are really invested in making this place a better place are really invested in the idea of problem solving. So it's not around, it's not about political ideologies. It's not about your tribe. It's people who come together and just say, we need to solve this particular issue. Let's figure out a way to get it done. And that in, the, in these days and times, that even sounds a little bit idealistic. However, experiencing it is really wonderful. And in some ways that um, had me thinking that I was going to stay because there was there's so much good goodness going on here. However, as a woman, I worry about uh, women's rights. And I'm not only worry, I'm experiencing what it's like to be living in a post-Roe world. And um, it's a scary time for a lot of women. And it's, um, it's, it's a time when I am looking to experience more safety and a feeling of peace. And with gun violence and with rights being eroded, it's just a time for, and I, I really didn't want to get into a political discussion here, but I don't think you can really avoid it when you're talking about moving countries. Um, there is a lot of subtext there, and I've seen people try to avoid it, and I think it's fairly apparent that there's some deeper stuff going on below the surface. So I just wanted to address it right up front. I, It's not a reaction to the current political environment. It's a reaction to the divisions that we're experiencing and feeling, frankly, a bit um, a bit cynical about it. And I wish I didn't feel that way. But I will say this, even if all that was happening, I w- it wasn't happening, I would still move to Portugal. And that's because it would be fun. It'll be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's a great step for us. And, um, it's, yeah, it's going to be an excellent, an excellent move. So that's the reasons why we are moving. Now, let me just share where we're at in the process, um, or process as my Canadian friends would say. Um, we are about, uh, a few weeks into the process. Um, we listed our house for sale two weeks ago. We may get our first offer today. We'll see. And, you know, we're still trying to figure out um, exactly all the steps that take to get to Portugal. Once our house sells, then we will be fully invested in the visa process, which will take about 60 to 90 days. And that interim period, we're still trying to figure out where we're going to be exactly and what that's going to look like. And honestly, I'm still coming up with a plan B if we don't get our visas. I don't even want to say that out loud, but um, it's a it's a possibility. So it's a real thing. And, you know, you'd have to pre- be prepared for eventualities. Um, I will say that there is an amazing Facebook group that has been really helpful in this process. And um, I 
It's called Americans and Friends PT, I believe. I could have the PT mixed up and it's before. But they have a file section where they go through step-by-step what you need for your visas and all the requirements. And that has been my Bible, basically. I read it. I've read it like five times. And at first when I read it, I didn't really even understand it. And I have pretty good reading comprehension. So strange, strange, but true. So um, I am trying to get back to my dashboard here so that I can uh, make sure that the recording is still going on, and it is. That's good. <laughs> so thankfully, this is the very first one. Next time, I'll probably do it on GarageBand so I can edit it a little bit more. But that's where we're at. We are. We have decided we're going to move. We've put our house up for sale. We're getting the paperwork done to move to Portugal, and we're looking at, right now, northern Portugal. So it's a very exciting time and I'm really excited about Substack and building a community here of people who are interested in doing the same thing. And again, I am not someone, oh, I wanted to share my thoughts about this, the Video Night in Kathmandu book, um, because this was one of the things that has come up quite a bit. It's this idea that places get spoiled by tourists and places get spoiled by people. And I certainly have been guilty of that. Oh, you know, in the past, this place wasn't developed and now it's got hotels on it. And there is something to that. There is something to, we want to protect the beautiful places that we have and the world heritage that we have. And tourists can have a detrimental effect. However, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is this, because it's been happening for Oh, it's, it's been happening over and over and over again, travel literature, where people are like, well, after this, it's going to be ruined. And then here we are, you know, 40 years later, after this, it's going to be ruined. Well, maybe it's never ruined. Maybe the place just changes and we need to accept what it looks like now. And maybe there are other places for us to explore. And so that, I think that's something that I'm wrestling with in my mind around um, I see this quite a bit in some of the expat groups of it's it's my place. I found X, Y, and Z. Now don't come after me because I want it to be unique and I want it to be mine. And the thing is, we really don't get to own anything. <laughs> we don't get to take it with us for eternity. And we need to learn to share. And uh, I think this is a really good opportunity for me to learn that lesson as well and to be open about what I'm doing in case other people want to do the same thing and to say, it's okay, do the same thing. Follow my lead. I'm totally all right with that. Uh, Maybe it's not in Portugal. Maybe it's another country. Maybe you're listening to this because you're considering moving abroad somewhere else. That's wonderful. I applaud you. So that's one of the things that I think Pico Ayer writes about quite, um, quite well, and especially about Bali and uh, Tibet, which I've just read those sections in the book. So I would give that book, um, obviously 10 stars, five stars, however many stars there are, it gets that many stars. It's that good. And I think there are still places to explore places in our heart, places in our minds, places physically, all sorts of new things are being created, all sorts of new communities. So be on the leading edge. That would be my parting words of wisdom for all of you is to be on the leading edge in your mind and in your heart 
and good things will follow and adventures will follow. No matter how many people have been there before you, it's going to be unique to you. So have a great day. I hope you listen in again. Thank you for being here and thank you for joining us on our journey to Portugal from Montana to Portugal. Bye.